The history of television is a history of failure. For every television series that lasted years and years, there were dozens that lasted only one season or less. But did they deserve to die? Or were they... Cancelled too soon? Welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. My name is William Bibiani. I'm a film critic for various places online. Everybody calls me Bibbs. My name is Whitney Seibold. I'm also that thing. Uh, that a, a guy. Fil- a film critic for various places online. Yeah, whoever will have us right now, the industry <laughs> is imploding. But that's neither here nor there because this podcast is its own thing. This is we, ours. This, we just get to do everything. No one, we want. no one can take this away from us. Nope. And uh, but and we're having a real blast this month because it is our Justice Month of Justice, where mm-hmm. every episode we are reviewing television series based on DC Comics characters that only lasted one season or less. And it turns out there's a lot of them. We didn't even get to all of them. Oh, not month. even close. <laughs> we barely touched upon it, and we still have one left. But uh, uh, this week is very very cool because this is the episode that was chosen by our Patreon subscribers. If you go to Patreon.com/slash Cancel Too Soon, you can help contribute to the show. Keep us uh, keep us going. Pay for some of these shows that uh, are hard to track down or, or out of print now, for example. Um, you get some perks for that. And one of the perks is you get to vote for a show that we review every single month. And this month, we knew we wanted to do at least one DC animated television series. And we had an interesting crop. And and you surprised us, we, Patreon subscribers. It was it was kind of cool. You went for like one of the ones that not everyone talks about. Uh, the 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 nominees were uh, Swamp <laughs> Drum Thing, roll, please. Yeah, Swamp Thing, which uh, had the theme song to Wild Thing, but it was Swamp Thing and it was pretty bad. Uh, Beware the Batman, which I got surprisingly few votes. I was I thought Batman was very popular. Uh, the Who, who's Batman again? Uh, 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 Peter uh, Parker got bit by a bat or something. Yeah, like a baseball bat, and he just okay. wooden arms, and it was weird. <laughs> uh, and then there was the Ruby Spears Superman cartoon, which literally no one voted for. If I think, so, if I which if is I'm such right. a pity. Ru- Ruby Spears is my childhood, man. Uh, and then the number two, it was real close. It was neck and neck between Green Lantern the animated series, uh, which is a show I really really loved, mm. and another show I really really loved, which won. And it. I'm really, really glad we get to talk about the show because not enough people know about it, and because we were able to bring in a very special guest. So let's talk about Amethyst, Princess of Gem World, with the producer and director of the series, Brianne Drewhard. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> she's, he- she's here in the room with us, guys. Oh, so cool. You were you were the first. Uh, uh, sh- we've had a cu- we've had a couple of almost gets, like just timing didn't work out. But you're the first showrunner we have had on the program, and I want to thank our listener uh, Paula Hayfley for getting helping us get in touch with mm-hmm. you. Um, so thank you very much for uh, for making the trek from like Burbank to, to West LA, which <laughs> it, at, at like six o'clock is hell if you don't know what we're, if you don't you know. know. What? My it, car was never actually stopped. What? How did you do that? I mean, it was. Does it, it fly? It, ro- it, ro- <laughs> well, it rolled. It rolled like you know. Kind of slow in some spots. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a very very good trek. No, I was surprised because I've seen, it, I've seen it. You know, 
people are like upside down on the freeway and <laughs> driving on the side of the wall and stuff. It's yeah, it's nutty. It's for, crazy. for people who don't live in LA, the trek from Burbank to the West Side and vice versa uh, at, at 6 p.m. is sort of like driving from. Salt Lake City to Denver. Well, like it, it's it's <laughs> not even like six p.m. It's like from like three thirty to seven thirty. It is just dead. It's, yeah, you're you're at a dead stop. You may as well bike. It's yeah, actually it's, faster. It's funny because I used to come out here all the time because I had a friend who used to live down the street from here, mm-hmm. and uh, she worked on South Park. So they have like a every they have like three month break. Mm. Between seasons, so I would just hang out with her, and we'd go to like beer papas and go back to her apartment and play video games and watch movies. That sounds blissful. Can we just have She's this entire married. podcast be about traffic and like local LA life? Well, yeah, good. you know that sketch on Saturday Night Live, the the Los Angelinos, where they just talk about where they're driving. Like they show up and it's like, hey, I didn't realize you get here. Yeah, I took Topanga. I skipped the four. Like they just talk about the freeways they took to get there. That's totally true. One of my that, f- that's all we do is we talk yeah. about our route. One of my favorite uh, uh, reviews of Sharknado. I wish I could remember who. Wrote it. I apologize. I want to give them credit. Their only like point of con- like the only thing that like drove them absolutely insane about this dumb sci-fi channel movie about a Sharknado was when someone says, "I know a shortcut from like from like, like Chatsworth from to like Santa Monica to the yeah. Valley." I'm like, "No, you don't. <laughs> that does not exist unless your car burrows." <laughs> um. In any case, we're talking about Amethyst Princess of Gem World. Uh, this is a show that ran as a part of the DC Nation. Shorts, which were a series of uh, shorts, short animated shows based on different DC Comics characters, and they would run between uh, episodes and sometimes commercial breaks of whatever animated shows were on at the time, like Young Justice or Green Lantern, the animated series. Or, um, or Teen Titans Go. And t- or, uh, which I don't know if it was still on at the time, oh, but probably was, in reruns. Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go are two different series. The, right? the shorts that ran during DC Nation were actually called New Teen Titans. Okay. Ah. Those weren't because I worked. I worked on new. I worked on the first show. I worked on new Teen Titans, and I did all the Viz Dev work for Teen Titans Go. Okay. Okay. So we should have just asked you. No, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. I, well, I, I, I. It's weird that I can still even keep track of some of this stuff because I mean the DC world is so vast. Yeah. Yeah. And there's it's like just, different, so many different versions well, of the. It's characters. burned into my brain. And I they can never forget. And there's <laughs> dozens of these DC uh, uh, Nation shorts. That are dozens, like of various different characters. Yeah, I don't. And they I don't know. Air them kind of randomly. Mm. Also, yeah. which was kind of weird. Like you never knew. Like I, I remember I, I saw Amethyst. I probably like when it came out. Like that week, and um, I was like, "Oh, okay, great." And I had no idea when the next episode was going to run. I hoped it would run soon, yeah. But it just took it I, just staggered. There was I think a lot it's a of way to lure kids into watching a lot of TV well, yeah. at once. That was, that I think, that episode. was probably the original plan. But I know we had a problem with scheduling because originally the shorts were supposed to air in September, mm-hmm. and there was like this weird programming thing that happened because nobody in our studio knew, but they ended up pulling us the morning we were supposed to premiere. There was actually a, a TV that guide. morning. There was a TV wow. guide spread that had a screen grab from one of my shorts in it. Okay, and they ended up running dragons. Uh, how to Train a Dragon? Yeah, they end up running, running the How to Train, Train a Dragon I show. remember that. Yeah. yeah, that was super weird. Because John Carlo and I were on Twitter like, get it ready, everyone, we're going to watch it. And yeah. it was just like crickets. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. What an unusual oh. choice to make. Yeah, so, we ended up, but we ended up premiering on January 1st is what happened. We got pushed. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, we did air eventually. You did air, and you aired uh, from then until about March 9th, I think was the last episode aired, yeah, supposedly. I can remember the first when it first aired, but I can't remember. And I think it. I think they actually did run them like two or three times. Like yeah. They, well, uh, yeah. And Which is good. Which is great. And uh, it, is a, it is a series of seven episodes uh, about a... Uh, it's based on a DC Comics character, a pre-existing DC Comics character named Amethyst. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... In, the, in my understanding, in the comic, she was sort of a um, uh, Shira fantasy action adventure character, yeah. right? Like, and oh. she was pre Shira too, yeah. which was surprising. She, well, she, the comic came out in like the early eighties, eighty three. I can't remember when Shira Shira started. And there's like, like I don't want to get into that, but there's some weird stuff too with that. If you if you dig through the internet, mm-hmm. like there's some interviews with some of the Amethyst creators, and there's some weird stuff there. There's some there's some animosity. Yeah, like no, Shira took off and Amethyst. No, not so there much, was or... no, there was something else, but I'll leave it at that. Okay, like, I don't do your actually, research. Yeah, there's some there's something interesting there. So yeah. I wasn't able to. F- I was looking for like Amethyst comics online. You can't j- just go to the comic book eBay. Shop and find these things. <laughs> yeah, eBay. Yeah. I didn't have enough time just to order Amethyst yeah. comics from eBay, but. Uh, the only information I was able to glean is that it looks like one of those, like, superhero comic book properties that they tried to make just, like, ultra toyetic right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, like, I've... Strawberry Shortcake or Rainbow Bright, where the, the characters each had, like, sort of a set color, maybe one personality trait, and something that was easily accessorizable, like, in toy form. I yeah. think I think there was some thought that went into that. Mm-hmm. Um it was the era for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do know part of it, too, is that the creators, they were, had been writing partners before. And they're okay. they're still around. I mean, they're they're not... They're older guys, but, I mean, they've definitely got quite a few years left in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohen were the original writers. And the original artist was er- Ernie Colin, who is also still around and still drawing. Mm-hmm. And they consider him also a co-creator. Um, but Dan Mishkin just had a baby daughter around the time when they needed to pitch something to DC and he wanted to make something that she could read. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Something, nice. something for little girls. Well, sort of. Because I remember I wasn't super familiar with the comic when we were going to start making it, like, but when I pitched it to be a short. Yeah. So I basically did all my research, you know, before well, I put it together. Yeah. Tell, tell us about, like, sort of the genesis of the show, like, how it came to you and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit what your original pitch was and how you came. Because your pitch, as near as I can tell, it's very much, it, it is Amethyst, but you added some sort of newer uh, influences and flavors to yeah, it. Yeah, that was, like, just to go back to Michigan really quick, because I actually did get to meet him at San Diego right after we finished the shorts. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was telling me that he was actually glad I retconned some some certain things with the short. Because mm-hmm. the original comic starts out um, a little bit lewd. Like, it wouldn't necessarily be something you might not feel safe giving to girls. Hmm. But it's one of those things that, like, you know, not to say it's like a different time, but early 80s, you well, know. Was it, it was the Conan era. Everything was a Exa- bit exactly. broader and more exactly. Uh, I think, I mean, it was still, like, the art and everything was really exciting, but she fights off, like, two ogres that are trying to get their way with her within, oh, like, the okay. first five pages. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Yeah, so, and, you know, no, that was it, something it was, he told me they always kind of regretted. But mm. so being able to have mm. the shorts show a different version... Like they, that made them very happy, actually. Mm-hmm. So that so was nice to hear. How did how did so. how did they go from? Uh, well, tell me about it. Like, so they come to you. You've got DC and shorts, or you have an opportunity to pitch. Or... Yeah, what happened was is um, Ben Jones, who's directed for countless DC animated like DTVs. He's worked on TV shows. He was a director on Brave and the Bold and like mm-hmm. Teen Titans, and 
he, they opened up basically a website within the studio that had a list of characters that were pre-picked. And he picked which characters, because he's a walking DC encyclopedia. Like, he loves mm. animation. He loves all the, like, lovable parts of DC. Mm. And he picked the characters, and he told me later that he listed Amethyst because he was hoping I'd pitch that one. Like, he actually... Because <laughs> we've known each other for so long, and yeah. he knows personally what I like. Mm. So um, there was a bunch of characters on that list. There was Bumblebee. Bum- I pitched Bumblebee, and I pitched Amethyst. Okay. And um, What's Bumblebee? Bumblebee is one of the Teen Titans. Okay. Yeah, she can she can shrink, right? Is that is that her? Yeah, thing? we yeah. actually we didn't add the shrinking power to her until the the Teen Titans TV series from the early two thousands. She mm-hmm. originally couldn't do that. Oh, okay. That's all I really knew. Her <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, yeah. That was like the first show I ever worked on, and she was like the first turn like character turn I ever had to do. Ah. Like I didn't do the 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 main design for her. I think that was Derek Wyatt in Glen Glamere Comedy. I could be wrong, but okay. Anyway, that's why I know a lot about her because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got the like. Handle those characters. What was what was like? Can you tell us a little bit about like what your idea was for the for Bumblebee, or is that too? Um, no, you know what I can. And the thing that's really funny is um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with my webcomic. I actually kind of used one of the ideas for my webcomic. Oh, okay. okay. Your webcomic is Harpg. Yeah, uh, which we'll have a link to on like the yeah. Description we we of can this. talk about that a little bit later because okay. I think it ties. I feel I feel like Amethyst and Harpy are kind of like sister projects. They're not the same, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the bumblebee. The bumblebee I wanted to originally pitch was that she re- like the bees started going missing. You know how like bees are not doing mm. so hot. Yeah, there was like uh, there was like a big conspiracy theory about that for a while, and they almost made it into a subplot on Doctor Who. Yeah, like the bee like bees are still like s- struggling, but I know that their their numbers are coming back. I think as of recently. I, I hope so because when they go, we go. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> not to go on your tangent from cartoons to bees. Anyway. Bumblebee notices that the bees are missing. And the other thing with Bumblebee that was always in her character, she's a super scientist, which I always mm. thought was really cool. Like, I, people always focus on, char- on character superpowers, but i also really interested in, like, what makes their personality, like, makes them more... Yeah, they were people mm. before they had superpowers a lot of the time. Yeah, right? I like, What are they into? I like knowing what characters' hobbies and things are. I just, I know it's fun. Anyway, she <laughs> noticed, she, she's a super scientist, knows the bees are missing, so she goes to investigate. So she shrinks herself down, and she was going to have, like, this really cool fuzzy jacket, like, super spy. And, and she finds a beehive that Poison Ivy's, like, taken over. Oh, and she goes uh. in, and she realizes that Poison Ivy's making the bees basically, um, they're, they're doing, like, a spa for plants. The bees are <laughs> slaves to the plants. <laughs> and the bees are, like, having to do, like, Weird. manicures and stuff. And um, that's really to, weird. They're they technically so facilitating their love life. I know. So yeah, I get it. It's interesting. But it's it's like, more like a force thing. And so uh, Bumblebee basically has to fight Poison Ivy to free the bees and the plants. And that was all it was. It was going to be like maybe one or two shorts. I didn't. I didn't have a full. I had like a. I, I think I have the artwork online somewhere, but that's what the story was. That's really okay. cool. So, um, but that sort of idea, like, it's not exactly the same, but it kind of ended up in my comic. There's like a plant monster that took over a beehive. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Harpy, and then like she ends up like having to fight it. That's so, cool. But that's about the. It's not like. But for Amethyst, yeah. same idea. I, I love what you did with Amethyst because Amethyst is a story about uh, a young woman. Who uh, I guess she's a video game designer. Mm-hmm. We don't talk too much about it, but she's she's got a bug that she's trying to fix in a game yeah. that she's like an RPG that she's doing, and she gets sucked into the video game, and that gives you an opportunity to kind of do three things simultaneously. You get to do this sort of uh, just fantasy adventure thing, but you also get to do a lot of in jokes about video games, and you do a lot of in jokes about anime, particularly the magical girl genre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where, how did all that come together? Um. Well, 
so the character was on the list to pitch. I researched her, fell in love with the world um, pretty quickly. And one of the things I wanted to do with Amethyst was that she's a very outward appearance is a very girly looking character, you know, very, you know, like pink, purple, you know, like magical land. She rides a unicorn. But there's a lot of dark undercurrents in that series, too. And the other thing I thought was really interesting with her is that she doesn't always use her magic to get out, get out of problems. Mm-hmm. That They show that a lot because she was raised on Earth. She's, she's very much, to me, she's like a foil for Superman a little bit, hmm. where she was sent off to another place and became mm. the person she is by the, the, the adopted parents, you know, the people who raised her. Hmm. So, and she wants to, like, go to college, and I can't remember exactly. She she wants to be, like, a lawyer or a doctor. She wants to, like, something super brainy yeah. is what her, what her actual dream is. So, like, for an 11 or 12-year-old that gets dumped into um, a fantasy world and told that she's a princess, when you already have this, these other dreams that you that you want, like, how would somebody react to that? So yeah. I wanted her. I wanted to make sure she was still brainy, and I wanted her to be focused on something that was more gender neutral. Because mm-hmm. even at her core character originally, she wasn't like pretty, pretty princess. She just wanted to go in and like help her kingdom and help mm-hmm. and be home by dinner. That but was like her thing. It's interesting because it's not really like a wish fulfillment fantasy for her. Like no. she's not like but it's. It's almost like a satire. She's whisked into this magical world that is a wish fulfillment. F- for tra- traditionally, I know, yeah. I know but this is not of, her wish. She's yeah. sort of fulfilling somebody that, else's wish. That was one thing I remember getting a note from a DC editor early on that, that this needed to be more that sort of vein. And, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of just sort of ignored it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people... I love the way notes sound as they whiz past you. Well, I mean, that's one thing that kind of comes from being able to do a, sh- a short in a minute. You can't actually address all your notes in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you just don't have the extra time, so you you I mean that's that's kind of the mixed blessing there. But a lot of people compare Amethyst to um, Captain Marvel Shazam because mm-hmm. they're like, well, he's you know he's a wish fulfillment character, and I'm like, here's the difference between Captain Marvel and Amethyst. That a lot of people don't touch on when Captain Marvel ages up, his body isn't normally a focus for attention. When Amethyst, within the first few pages, when she ages up, she's already got ogres trying to, like, Mm -hmm. get their way with her. You know, and that's, like, a common thing throughout the whole book. There's, like, an evil Mm -hmm. dark princess trying to get with her. I mean, she... And she uses her smarts to get out of it. I mean, that's one thing that's really cool about her, like... But all all of a sudden, this young girl is being objectified like a Exactly. So it's not really wish fulfillment from a girl's point of view. Like, for a lot of us, a lot of us, when we have to, you know, when we Mm -hmm. grow up, we deal with a lot of things suddenly... Mm-hmm. So um, there's a little bit of that. It's it's sort of like a crude joke in the shorts, but there's episode three when she's dealing with the tree. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like she she gets slime all over her outfit, so she she goes into a lake, the and tree, the tree is a creeper. Yeah, we when we were working on it because it, it didn't end up this way, but most of the people working on the shorts and the crew were all women. Yeah. And we joked that the tree was the internet. <laughs> like, he has a very specific name that we didn't use on the model sheets. So, um... But scuttle, scuttlebutt he, around the crew is no, he No, he name, was, okay. that was the that was the joke with him, was that he was like, this is really what we would have to deal with if we were dumped in this world. Like, we would yeah, have somebody like, you're pretty, and it's like... Great! I just <sighs> just leave me alone, you know. <laughs> like so, I'm just taking a bath. Yeah, so I mean, it was supposed to kind of lampshade that a little bit. Mm. Yeah, 
So I, I like the thinking to that tree, though. I, th- I think the character was was played as kind of a buffoon. Mm-hmm. It, like he, he said creepy things, but it was such yeah, a yeah. He wasn't a he bizarre wasn't, yeah. He wasn't of a strange universe. He wasn't and, meant to harm her in any way. Yeah, he was yeah. he was supposed to be ambivalent, but he addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah, he yeah. was like because that's the other thing too is the old comics, which I actually really think this is great. Is Ernie Cullen drew faces on everything in general in the old comic, like. <laughs> Like, like mm. Amethyst might be, like, making out with Topaz on top of a rock, and the rock will have, like, a goofy face. <laughs> or, like, they'll be talking something privately with another character, or, like, like watch out for so-and-so, and, like, the tree is, like, mm. you know, like, so, singing so a song. Yeah, so well, we, we didn't... So, was it your idea to have the flowers speak as it was being eaten? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the other reason why, like, the tree has faces, because mm. that was one thing reading the comic, and I used to joke with my friends um, that were working on it. I was like, there's no privacy in this world. Like, everything's got a face, Super you know? Weird. And I want, we wanted to add more faces to things, but it was just with the time constraint, you know. Yeah, but yeah. if you look in the background, you can still see some of the faces and like some of the rocks and things. Nice. So the basic plot is she is dragged into uh, this fantasy world, which is the fantasy world of the video game she's designed. Yeah. For and, like Captain N. Yeah. And yeah. She, <laughs> I liked Captain N. <laughs> Everyone liked Captain N. And she's she's uh, she's just goes through a series of epi- mostly episodic adventures uh, to face. Is it Dark Opal? Is yes. the name of the villain. Uh, and uh, retrieve a magical gem, and uh, then Bob's your uncle, and that's mm-hmm. that's it's. But within that, we have all these little mini adventures, and there are certain things that I notice keep popping up. Like um, I think two or maybe even three times, she defeats a monster by accidentally, like making it accidentally eat something. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was like a theme. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that was ex- exactly planned. A lot of it was just because of time constraints. Because I know originally when the shorts got picked up, we had 30 seconds. Then we were told we had two minutes and 30 seconds, which would have been a dream to have. I'll bet. And then we got cut back down to a minute. And then we were told we had a minute and 15 seconds. I was like, 15 seconds? (laughs) What are we going to do with so much time? Yeah. So, I mean, we had to cut frames and things. Um, So you can watch, like, the entire, if you're just listening at home and you haven't seen it, you can watch the entire, like, season of Amethyst in about 10 minutes. I know. And I know one of the main complaints is the pacing's too fast and... Oh man! What are you I, gonna do? No, 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 I agree. No, no, no. I totally oh. agree with that. Yeah. I wish well, we had more time, and originally we were supposed to. But what I appreciate about the the brevity is it really reveals how much story and character you can put into such a short amount of time. How little you actually need, yeah, uh, to communicate as much as you need to. I, yeah. I was always bummed though that we had to cut out some character moments for like the main characters. Can you um, can you give an example? I'm trying to remember. Like, that's the thing, too, is it's been long enough now. I'm actually starting to forget stuff. Um, um, well, what about... Okay, tell me about... Because this is a character that comes up a couple of times. There's an episode where Amethyst meets uh, a skeleton. Oh, yes. Who was like, going to be like the hero, and then he faced Dark Opal, and it didn't go well. And now he's a skeleton who's like really insecure. And oh, I love this episode because she like, ends up... He's like Eeyore. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she ends up just telling him, it's like, who cares if you're a skeleton? Get out of the cave! Go face the world! And he's like, I think I will! Yeah. And it was very, you know, I was having a, a, a bad day when I first saw that, and I was like, this is, this is exactly what I need right now. Yeah, that, that one, I know, that short got butchered a lot. Like, we had a lot more for that, and I'd have to look at the original board to remember what was in there. But um, we actually were originally picked up for eight shorts, I originally pitched mm. pitched it as one short, but I had four different versions, like four different shorts for her. And I was like, well, okay. if you don't like this one, you could pick this one. Yeah. And then they were like, 
Did, like, did you throw in like a bad one that you knew they would say no to, just no. so you could steer them toward one of the ones no, you wanted? No, I didn't. Or, okay. I didn't have to deal with that in this case. Like I've pitched stuff at other studios before this, and like I said, the thing that was so easy about this one was that the only people I pitched to were Ben Jones and Jeff Presenkowski. Okay. So it was a very casual room. I mean, I still pitched and went through the whole spiel, but um, Ben's somebody I've known forever. So it's like pitching to like oh, okay. your your buddy. So. Um, and I and like I said, I've pitched at other studios before, so I know that that's that's not really normal. It was super easy, um, and they were taking so many shorts from other people too. Like they just needed to fill the, the slots, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty low pressure. But yeah. um, no, I I pitched them as I think originally four, and there was a the one where she ends up in the town. It was set up as a basic video game quest. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have the town, you get your sword. You have that first little mini fight with like the tiny creature, which is the spider in this. Yeah, you go to the forest, and then uh, you know you go to the, the cave, and then you, you have to the fight boss. a slime. Yeah, exactly. And almost every one of these I've ever found one of the first enemies is a slime. Yeah, it's that's right. why is the that, slime's this there. Final Fantasy, where those slimes first started showing up. Or? I don't know if it was the first. I remember them from Legend of Zelda. They were in Dragon. Yeah. They've been in everything. I'm assuming they're in the original D and D. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they're they're in everything. I mean, they're a major. Yeah. Just they're a major character in just Dragon Quest. Slime with a face. Yeah. That's all it is. So and you made yours very sneezy, which is cute. Well, yeah, because that was the thing I was I always weirds me out. Like with the really low level monsters, like Rabbites and Secret of Mana are like that. Like I didn't realize actually until like the past month that they're actually running away from you. This whole time when I was killing them, if Oh you my were, god, you're we're monsters. Yeah, like we're if monsters. you after you first get your sword in Portos, like when you're going like you're heading to back to your hometown, yeah. if you just sit there, they don't come towards you. I did not know. You, you. It's, it's I, like an. I, did you, did you like suddenly question like whether or not you were a good person? Yeah, like, I did. Yeah, it's yeah. like an Undertale thing where you're like, oh shit. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I've been killing the fluffy bunnies. I always felt bad whenever you kick the chickens thought, as legend in Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The chickens yeah. attack you finally. If you sort of a chicken enough, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, all its friends come attack. Yeah, but. that actually brings me back. So there was originally we were picked up for eight shorts. So the eighth short, um, there though I had. Two ideas for the eighth short. One of them was that Amethyst had to race a little frog that was riding a giant rooster. Because the chickens are always a thing. Nice. So her, oh. she, yeah. her and her Pegasus she were going to... Pegacorn were going to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to race this chicken. So I think I might have posted drawings of him like long ago, but I never said what it was from. But that, he's like this little frog with like a giant feather hat. Nice. And then the other one <laughs> was... like something from Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> the other one uh, was that it tied to... Uh, tied to to Topaz, the prince, the skeleton. Originally, he didn't change back. What happened was, is there was another one of the other princesses from Gemworld. I think it was Sapphire. Was like at the top of a tower in the middle of a molten lava lake, mm-hmm. and it would just cut with like Topaz, like walking through the lava and coming out looking really scary, and like magma just dripping off of him. And he climbs the tower and just scares the shit out of her. <laughs> and then Amethyst has to show up and be like, "No, no, no! He's actually a really great guy." And she's trying to get them on a date. <laughs> magma encrusted skeleton yeah and then like sapphire just like runs away with the pegasus or something and so it's like <laughs> amethyst and topaz on an awkward date in the top of a tower in the middle of magma because he's like undead so he can walk through lava yeah 
Why so, not? That's what I do. So that was the original. That was the Lost Short. It was like eight. It was never storyboard or anything. But that's that was so what that was what we were gonna do. Yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> you have this. Uh, you get to do your own. One of the uh, tenets of the magical girl genre. And watching like Sailor Moon, like half you can t- always tell when a Sailor Moon episode was running sh- like short on time because they really milk the transformation sequences. Like but it's animated so good, so it's fine. It was. It's like the best animation <laughs> of the show. But like even so, you're watching them just like, do we need? A full transformation for all eight of them? What the? It's a little short episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it was the same animation loop each time. Yeah, every once in a while they change, like every couple of seasons they change it a little just to like spice it up. That was our thing too, I read recently. Hmm. Um, one of the reasons they would change it up was because. Uh, they were selling merchandise. They were yeah, selling like they didn't makeup. Do costume. Yeah. Well, like yeah. like lip, there was like a lipstick and a, like a nail gloss set that they were selling, mm-hmm. and that's why they would like focus on like their nails oh, being all like really pretty. That's kind of insidious. Okay. Oh, it's super insidious. Yeah. It's oh, great. I, not like we well, don't do that over here. Oh, we uh, do it all the time. It's, it's still you, insidious. I, I, was, I, I was born in the late seventies. I, I watched the Transformers and the He Man's and everything based on a toy. <laughs> but you do your magical girl transformation sequence, mm-hmm. and there's. Two things I noticed about it. One of them is just really funny, and the other one, uh, I'm actually just curious about what went into the decision, but let's talk about what's cute about it. She transforms, she gets like a new outfit and magical gem stuff, and then she realizes that when it looked like she was floating in space, she was actually floating in space, and then she falls and almost dies. <laughs> and I thought that was really cute. I thought that was really, really funny. Was that just like, uh, let's, let's, let's poke Sailor Moon a little bit. Like, what um, was it? A little bit. I also really wanted it to feel a little bit like Alice in Wonderland, where everything's bonkers and upside down. Mm. Um, I actually hadn't done a whole lot of storyboards. I, I actually storyboarded that short. I didn't board the rest of them, because there was no way for me to do all that work. But, but the first um, one was you. Yeah, I and I haven't done a lot of storyboards before that. I boarded, I storyboarded on Brave and the Bold before that, but I was still kind of learning. Mm-hmm. And I also storyboarded on paper. We all, Most people use Storyboard Pro. It's like a computer program now. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty proficient in it now. Like If I had to reboard that short, I would do it completely different. I mean, I'd, have, I'd choose better shots anyway. Like The ideas would still be there. But yeah. anyway, I boarded that on paper, um, but I wanted it to feel very, like, off-kilter and topsy-turvy and a little bit like, you're lost. Like, she's never been there before. Like, she doesn't know where the ground... She doesn't know what is up and down and, like, Hmm. doesn't know what's going on. So it's just a feeling of, like, just, you know, you... There's nothing tangible to hold on to. And I... I, Like I said, like, this is bringing back some memories, but for every short that premiered, I, um... I made a marker illustration and posted it online so people would know that the shorts were coming out because mm-hmm. there wasn't really any other way to know the shorts were coming out. Yeah, they wouldn't. They would advertise the show, but they wouldn't necessarily tell you what and, shorts were. And playing. now, yeah. and now the studios are very on top of social media. But back in 2011 or 12, when those aired, I don't even remember what year it was. It was 12? 2013. I can, I can check was on Wikipedia. Yours were 2013. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We. I know we started them in 2011, so it's kind of like, wow. but um. Yeah, I I, ma- I made sure to try to post something. That was, bef- you know, like on Tumblr or Twitter or whatever, just so people could find it, you mm-hmm. know, because as long as the art's there, they can find their way back. But, yeah, for the first short, she's actually upside down falling. <laughs> like, for the, yeah. for the drawing that I did. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I... But I, yeah, it was, it's more. I just wanted that Alice in Wonderland feel, yeah. or Wizard of Oz, well, where you're just uh, I don't belong here. The other mm-hmm. thing I noticed about it, and uh, you know, I, I wear glasses. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the short, Amethyst wears glasses. 
And then she <laughs> wouldn't be able to see <laughs> yeah. mystery man reference. But she 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 no longer needs to wear glasses in Gem World. Are you anti glasses? No, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, this is really. I notice you're not wearing glasses. Well, right now. Hmm. this this is. And I have contacts in. Um, oh, okay. oh, that. Yeah, it's all for okay. She gets contacts, and I'm general. definitely not anti glasses, and I feel bad that it comes across that way because that wasn't my intention. I, like I said, I would totally do it differently now. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things I wanted to do if we went, if we went to full series, which we almost did, um, was her glasses are what ties her to her Earth parents. Her, huh. So the she thing with like a totem. Yeah, so I I have I have little things if you you know my own whatever it's like my own ca- my own crack cannon or whatever. So um, this is established in the original comic, but you know how Captain Marvel he divides his power between Captain Marvel Junior and Mary Marvel. Yeah, like that power is divided it, yeah, by yeah, how many of them. It's all the same power, but if another one uses it, it's like everyone's at like half. Yeah, Gemworld. Each kingdom is, is like that too. The more the more royal family members you have, the, the weaker, weaker each the individual okay. member is. Mm. So like um, the thing with Amethyst is she's, and I I'm fine with saying this because even if off the point zero one percent chance we ever get to go back to this, this would be something that would come up pretty quickly anyway. She's the last surviving um, royal family of the house of Amethyst. Mm. She's the only one. So, um, her powers kind of get locked away. That's like a backstory thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she ends up on Earth, my whole thing was that she can't see because her magic's locked away. <laughs> her eyesight's bad. <laughs> and she had a traumatic experience and her her new mom um, ends up realizing her daughter can't see super well. You know, like, you know, like young kids, you always find that out. Like, oh, they might need glasses. They can't yeah, see remember, the whiteboard. I remember when I found out I needed glasses, it was like six months of me just thinking I was, I was bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my teacher was like, she can't see the whiteboard, you know. Um, it just, you know, no big deal. But we have no context. That's the thing. It's just, yeah. this is the way we think the world is. Yeah, so my whole thing was that they have this new kid. You know this kid that they they adopted, and she is quiet, and she's not really doing anything. And so the mom takes her to the optometrist. She gets glasses and gets ice cream. It's the first time that she sees her new family. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. Yeah, I just I like that's the one thing that's really cool with superheroes and things is a lot of it's really tied into like fairy tales and like you know humanity and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I never meant her glasses to be a bad thing. Like her glasses, if I, if we did more, her glasses were actually gonna be something mm-hmm. really precious to her. Mm-hmm. So they were never gonna break if we did it. And she has them back at the end. Like she's she's more confident in who she really you know in herself anyway. At the end, mm-hmm. like she's wearing them. So if that's the if that's a storyline. Is that she's a lost princess from this land? She's yeah, like, it's like Anastasia, but and that, with was magic. The, and that was that's in the original comic. Yeah, but I, my question is like when I first saw the animated series because I hadn't read the comic. Yeah, I thought she was being literally sucked into her video game, and now I realize the video game is probably her putting what she knows of her like subconsciously uh-huh. into a game. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. It's not. You know those those aren't really my characters. They're, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're totally DCs, but I see them more as Dan and Gary's. Oh, um, I, I was reading the show totally wrong then. What were no, you it's reading? fine. Well, it's fine. I, I, I'm curious I, what he got out of well, it. Well, I, I assumed it was sort of a satire where she found herself in this fantasy world, and she was so familiar with things like video games and fantasy worlds that she, she seemed a little kind of bored by uh, the things that were just. <laughs> 
we're going to naturally come up in this bonkers environment. I think that's in there too. Are we yeah, no, it's, it's, she's, it's, she's it's really sort of frantic. It has a sense of humor, and I thought it was really kind of supposed to be self-aware. No, she is. I mean, she's snarky. Mm. She's you know she's mm. getting by by the wits of what she knows already. You know, she's mm. not. I wanted her to like appear like she thinks on her feet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's fine because the other thing too is we did those shorts so fast we were still figuring things out as we were doing them and then when we found out we were because we were potentially going to make more we were planning on making more so a lot of stuff we went back and I was like okay well what do we have already set up you know mm. what can I retcon a little bit because um, it was actually hard to, to convince these well not super hard but it did take the, take some convincing they didn't want her to be into video games originally either why um. You know, I'm not sure... Too, too modern? No, it wasn't... Like, I don't know specifically. Like, I don't know if it was sexism or if it's just somebody who's not used to video games. Mm. Like, if they're Wouldn't not familiar... That, they hear that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm, 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 playing, I'm <laughs> playing with a magnet toy, and it's making a little crinkle I was noises. like, Christmas ornaments are all over the table. Yeah. <laughs> I touch all of them. Um, but, yeah, no, it just... Because the thing is, is that some of the people who are at DC are older, you know, so yeah. they're they're... Their idea of games might be different than what we are. Mm. You well, know? and you have to run these things up a ladder. Oh and yeah, you don't yeah. Get to, it's like um, I'm. I'm really glad we got to do what we. I mean, sure. they're pretty much we got to do what we wanted to do. So I'm really happy they mm. they let us do yeah. it. It's it's a collaborative thing, but every once in a while, like I, you hear stories about. Um, for example, uh, the James Bond franchise. They're run by people who've been running the franchise since the very beginning, mm. and their ideas about what James Bond is and should be is very uh, uh, specific. Very specific. Yeah. And it's sometimes to the point where it feels kind of weird. I remember hearing a story about the world is not enough. There's a scene where Pierce Brosnan skis down a mountain and something's <laughs> chasing him or something. Yeah, and it happened in like three or four previous James Bond movies. Yeah, I was right. like, I don't know which one that is. Yeah. But it, this, is, this is my point. It's been done a million times before. And one of the things that I didn't make it a little different was what if this time he snowboards? And I, remember, and I remember reading an interview where they were just like, and the broccoli said, no, James that's a Bond. that's a fad. <laughs> like, wow. James Bond skis, and I'm just like, really? Yeah, like, it's, like you, you think you, this look, is extreme got, ops? Like you, you think this you is... guys you guys made a view to a kill? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I like a view to a kill. <laughs> oh, you can like it all you like. Okay, it's a fine. dumb movie. It's very dumb. I just enjoy it. Okay. Um, we got off on a tangent. God. No, it's fine. But yeah, um, yeah, we were talking about some of the backstories. But yeah, the, the my intention was that the game that she was programming were her suppressed memories of Gemworld. Nice. Because a lot of people, well, not a lot, but there was a few people at WB that were like, which is fine because I'm like, it didn't really impede with what I was doing. So I was like, well, mm. if you want to think that that's fine. Like, <laughs> it works nothing. either way. If you, yeah, never, if you exactly. never continue it, it's, it's well, there was old. there was uh, one one lady there who was actually very very supportive. Whitney, <laughs> stop again. playing with that. I am not. Jesus, you're worse okay. than my cat. I'll put it away. Where's the cat? I don't know. Oh, um, oh it was by your feet. It was the cat. The cat oh, did Sergio it. was by your feet. He likes you. It was me. The cat did it. Oh, I love cats. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, there was, a, there was a lady, one of the ladies that was at WB at the time. She was very supportive of it, but she would always say, like, when she goes in the video game world, I'm like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it was open for interpretation. Yeah, it was supposed to be a suppressed thing, and I and to go back to like trying to find something that was a little bit more gender neutral is because um, I actually my first animation job was actually animating at, at a video game company, a mm-hmm. third party one. So like, I know what dev kits are. I know yeah. like I don't know how to program myself, but I know how games are made, and I know mm-hmm. it is possible. And I know a lot of kids in high school take programming classes, mm-hmm. so I was really trying to push on that when I was there. Where I was like, hey, this is something we can. 
show. Is she in high school? Because I was because she was designing. I, th- I, I figured aged, she was in college and like designing video games. She's for, oh. she's in high school, but I aged her up from the comics. She doesn't and. I know at the time I was told that, oh, she's supposed to age up. And I'm like, yeah, they asked me, like, oh, yeah, sure, she's aged up. She's, <laughs> she does it. She's 16 the whole time. Yeah. She just, she, basically she gets her eyesight back when she's the princess version of herself. Because when she's in general, she actually has access to all her royal power. Right. And that was the it's, whole It's reason. symbolic of something that's missing. Yeah, and that yeah. was one of the reasons I have, it's like kind of silly but I, I didn't really want her to be blonde because Topaz is blonde and then the witch Satrina who's like her fairy godmother mm-hmm. there's so much yellow mm-hmm. and I it's... wanted to break it up a little bit because I mean there's enough characters that are like blonde hair blue eyed that look like me anyway so I was like well I'd be at least try to see if I can get her with some weird color mm-hmm. so um, that's why her hair changes color is that all that power is just bleeding out into her hair <laughs> if anybody asks that was my my baloney reason I'm, I'm so glad because I get that I get that question a lot at parties why is amethyst and I'm like, I, it's funny you should answer I have and, the answer and I was I was trying like it's it's like little stuff it probably doesn't even matter but I was trying to think ahead on the off chance that we did get a toy company interested because I know at the time um, a lot of a lot of action shows rely on a toy line yeah, yeah. so I was like well if that's one, and that's one note because I've I've done development for a lot of girl properties, um, for the toy end, and that's a note they always want more pink, and I'm like, there, there's their pink, they won't ask for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and it's, it's yeah. not, and it's not necessarily part of her because that's the mm-hmm. thing too. She even comments like something about like being purple, like why am I so purple? <laughs> so I, I, I have uh, a young child. I get to go to toy shops a lot, and uh, girl toys are pink and purple. Mm-hmm. Even boy, like even like the posters around them, so you know you're in the yeah. girl toy section. They just pink and purple signs. Whereas boy yeah. toys are every color. It's yeah. kind of, it's incredibly I, unfair. Like I think we were, we're shopping pink. for. Uh, I'm hoping we're getting away from that a little bit. Like I have nothing against pink and purple. You're yeah. allowed to enjoy it. It's, I just it's like not, having options. It's not changing in the toy world. I can tell mm-hmm. you it's that. Like the, the, we were looking for a school bus, and there's a school bus, and there's also a pink school bus for girls. It's very mm-hmm. strange. Like, like yeah. how how we're starting to look. We're, it took, it's taking way too long, but we're starting to finally move away from the idea the patriarchy. That, well, the <laughs> patriarchy, but also just the idea that young kids have interests that are divided along gender lines and that's we're kind of in, we're kind of forcing that on kids as a society by telling them you should be interested in this stuff and therefore if you're not interested in it there's something wrong with you and i like to think that certain properties something like amethyst for example or even like the new star wars which has a lot mm-hmm. of female protagonists are kind of breaking down those barriers yeah. and the toy companies which are more rigidly codified than i think any other major industry mm-hmm. along those lines male and female I'm sure there's some you could argue or more, but like it's it's right they're right up there. They're gonna have to deal with that. I hope. Yeah, well, I, but I, also as the parent of a young child, yeah. I can say that kids actually do behave differently uh, along okay. gender lines. Well, so. I'm curious what our guest has to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say uh, I I'm always gonna tend to want to make something with like um like a, a like a woman lead that's just, that's just what i gravitate to and that's mm-hmm. what i'm going to be the happiest working on but i also want to make stuff that boys feel okay watching with their sisters or their friends like i don't want anyone to feel secluded from watching it and that's that actually ties back to the why i t- brought the video game element, element in is that I have a little brother that's three years younger than me, and now I try to th- also think about, like, well, what did we do together a lot? We always mm-hmm. played video games together, and it was never, you know, we always shared our toys anyway. But um, that was, like, another reason I really wanted to, to, 
to pull that in a little bit because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have you have a princess, you know, a very girly looking princess, but that's not all she is, you mm-hmm. know, and you can you can be part of that adventure too. And I was told by um one of one of one of my friends that uh, his son really enjoyed watching the shorts. So that was really cool to hear. And then I have another friend who he storyboarded. He actually storyboarded um, the fight between um, Amethyst and Dark Opal. And he's got two little girls. And he said that they just replay the part where Amethyst shoots him in the butt over and over again. <laughs> Which is, Sounds about right. It's funny. Someone like, gif that. No, like girls. like, And that, that was one note that we got from Cartoon Network that we we couldn't actually address because of time hmm. was on the seventh short. The spider comes back and she, I forgot what she does to the spider. Cause we had it boarded one way, but she was supposed to shoot the spider like on his web and let him like fly off mm. into the distance. Yeah. Team rockets flying off again. Yeah. I can't, I know I can't like, like I said, I didn't rewatch these before I came. Cause I, w- I kind of wanted to go in on what I remembered, but the original note we got from Cartoon Network was they were concerned that she was being mean to too mean to the spider and she needed to make friends with him. And I remember Aww. thinking like, oh, so we're going to teach little girls that when somebody tries to attack you and kill you, that you still need to make friends with them. Like that, I'm just horrible. I just like turn that back. I'm just like, that's not well, okay. The, 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 we need the pacifist tell- in me thinks that's kind of sweet, but when you put it that way... Yeah, when you put yeah. it that way, it really like... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we need to tell... We need to tell kids that if someone's being awful to you, especially an adult, like you should be able to say no mm. or mm. yell. Like, so it's not it's not your obligation to be the peacemaker. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing too. With a lot of like um, media for girls, that tends to be the case. We're like, oh, we're gonna have a cupcake party. We have to mm. get along, and it's like, of course, we all want to get along. But there's there's sometimes where like you need to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. or you need to like protect the other people around you like my little pony is great but like yeah sometimes y- you do you do say to yourself this is a little pat <laughs> it's a little uh, easily it's also, resolved it's also to to a the... preschool it's also a preschool show yeah so i mean preschool shows in general are probably not gonna have like we have to defeat this horrible mean evil guy with with punches well that was i was my thing i think it is because it's a preschool show and because honestly i really like that i think it's one of the reasons why people so many people gravitated to the newer version of my little pony it's because so gentle well the world is on fire and it was back then too it just got worse lately and and like you watch a show where everything is like everything is going to be resolved Mm. by diplomacy Damn it! <laughs> no matter come hell or high water, diplomacy. It's people. Some people are jerks, and we'll have to deal with that. But you know what? They'll co- and they'll come back later, and mm. diplomacy, <laughs> and everything will be fine. Everything's fine, okay? okay it's talk, fine. Just stop. Then talk it all out. Well, ask me about the time uh, after I broke up and started listening to Radio Disney incessantly. <laughs> oh, I have days where I just have to listen to Disney music. Yeah, it's uh, fine. For- it's, it's cheerful. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's cheerful. It was sometimes all this like you, the worst kind of pop you could possibly imagine. That's, sometimes you just need junk food for your ears. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know some people. It's, it's something I've I've always thought was interesting. I know a lot of people when they're sad, they listen to sad music. Mm. I desperately try not to listen to sad music. Like I, I listen to Aqua nonstop, just oh. Barbie Girl <laughs> constantly, and yeah, I just mm. that's I need because being that takes sad. Me back. I I'm such a I'm such a wreck of anxiety. That if I dwell, I just I destroy myself. Yeah. So I need that. Barbie so, girl. but Barbie Girl blasted from every frat and sorority house on my college. Do you ever hear the German version of it? 
it's I, I have, horrifying. I wow. it's, like, it's really it's creepy. When, the, when Ken worse. starts yelling in German, like, gonna, it sounds dangerous. I'm going to find it and listen to it on my drive home. Do it. It's so great. <laughs> we got off track. Uh, what I love about Amethyst, we didn't really talk too much, because you're the first uh, showrunner we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. And normally we're speaking um, sort of speculatively, so it's really great to have you here to sort of explain just everything, how everything is meant to work. Yeah. Um, but usually we spend a lot more time talking about whether or not it's good. So I'm going to say this right now. I'm so glad everyone picked amethyst or even even the well, not everyone but like it won i'm so glad <laughs> so many people did that we get to talk about the show because i just i find the balance that this show strikes of charm and adventure and character and sort of a, a light satire of a lot of different forms of media i really think this show is dynamite and i would have loved to have seen this go on much longer i think this is definitely canceled too soon uh, it's nice for you to say that i mean it was definitely the type of cartoon like you always think about like back when you first wanted like or i was thinking back when i wanted to do make a cartoon when i was like young and i feel like with that i kind of got to dip my toe in but i i made something that i was it's combined bleh, combined everything that i love mm-hmm. you know and that like i'm really glad i got to have that experience and even though it was very short to work on and we had a very small crew everyone i worked with was great you know, like, you know, they're all still friends and they're all like half of them are all directors right now on different things. Like they've all gone off and they're both amazing. And they were amazing before that. Like I was just a side project with the, the full time jobs that they were doing at Warner's at the time. Right. I, we were just freelance, but it was just nice to be on the same page with everybody. And, you know, we'd all worked on so many action shows before where like we hadn't got like nothing like this came up before and we didn't know if we'd ever get to work on anything like this again so i mean it was it felt very precious to a lot of us mm-hmm. i hope i'm not like overreaching or just assuming but <laughs> no, I yeah think, i'm sure you're great Whitney, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the show like just <laughs> oh. as a as an entity oh i i really enjoyed it i'm, I'm glad we're watching this instead of something like green lantern which shut is, your oh, mouth no. that show is fantastic uh, well, i love green lantern that was a really good show. I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm, the show is fine <laughs> they, I, I the have, only reason i've never ever ever gotten on board with the character it's a um, it's a weird idea a, for a character it's I'll a give weird you idea for a character <laughs> and i've yet to see a movie or a comic or a tv show that really make like really hits it with me then you oh i kind of i finally get Green Lantern. Green Lantern, the animated series, was, was the one that did it. Maybe I, it was that was going to be the one, but uh, th- this, yeah, this one was it was it was light and it was funny. I, I like I said, I was really sort of latching onto the the satire of it. I saw this sort of uh, hyperactive anime style taking care of a lot of sort of video game tropes, but she was always really uh, like aware and flip and really casual, but not in that kind of obnoxious, cool superhero sort of way. Like she just kind of recognized where she was. And still got to like shoot guys in the butt, so <laughs> uh, it 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 was really kind of a, a a good show that gave a lot of power through the strength of its humor, and that's that's what I really enjoyed most about it. Yeah, no. I mean, people don't have to like it. Like, I have to build a tough skin, and that's fine. I know there's people out there that don't that don't care for it, and that's that's no. okay. Oh, that's fine too. They're, they're loud, but uh, keep me grounded. Uh, I'm a fan, so I'm really glad we got to talk oh, about this thank one. Thank you. And the other thing we talk about on all of our uh, shows is uh, what would have happened if it had continued. And sometimes it's not very interesting what would have happened. They would have gone on. They would have traveled across the country more and fought more 
were drug dealers, and who cares? <laughs> I don't Here, think there was any drug dealers in general. No, well, but we've, we've there's done a couple in a way. I we've guess. done a lot of like nineteen crystal meth. Yeah, there we go. Oh, man. <laughs> that's very dark. Uh, we, we, oh. A lot of the shows we review are like nineteen eighties action shows that were mostly people driving across America getting in adventures. Mm-hmm. Like it, after just, a while, it's like if it went on a hundred episodes, who would care? But uh, like just more of the same kind of adventures. Right. But here, this was this was sort of a groundwork, and you talked a bit about you know you're sort of laying foundation for things. And I know that you don't want to tell all of your secrets, or, or <laughs> just on the off chance we ever do get to do more of this. But uh, can you give us like a little a little tease of like what like a, a series would have been like, like a longer series? Um, yeah, I mean, we actually were in development for about half a year, um, and that got shut down pretty quickly and without much of an explanation, but. You know, you can look at the timeline and kind of figure out what might have happened. <laughs> I mean, oh. that's not against anybody else. Things happen. So, right. But it wasn't, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, we, we were planning on trying to have two seasons. It was going to be full arcs, 22 minute. Mm-hmm. Um, 22 yeah. minute episode. Like an yeah, hour. Uh, yeah, we were, yeah, we were, we were going to try for that. And it was going to be really exciting. And it was, um, I got, we were fleshing out uh, Topaz. Like he was going to be really interesting, but he was a very hard sell. Because F- fleshing that literally. <laughs> well, yeah, but he, um, it's. I really wanted to have him be this character that was really good at cooking and cleaning because he had basically been confined to his family's castle most of his life, mm. and that was a really hard thing to sell because they were just like, well, no one's going to want to watch a guy who can do that. But the thing that's interesting with that is that. Um, the webcomic I'm doing on my own time right now, there's a prince in it that he's not the same character, but he knows how to sew. He knows how to cook mm-hmm. and clean. And mm-hmm. the response has been very positive to that. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's nice to be able to, like, get those ideas out there and find out, like, oh, there is room for this. Like, the world mm-hmm. is accepting of, like, different types of personalities. You've, so, t- you've talked about this before, like, a lot of the ideas you had for Amethyst ended up in your webcomic uh, Harpy G. Uh, which, I would I would say influence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's still you. You 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 yeah. came out of it. Uh, and if you want more uh, amethyst, this is the closest you can get at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it's harpy h a r p y g e e dot com, yeah. and you've done what like a million pages right um, now. It's a I'm lot. Not, I'm I, not I, sure. There's there's over. I think are getting close to 400 pages. It's been a few wow. years. Yeah. Um, and I update every Monday. Okay, so oh. it's, this is an ongoing project for you. Now, can, is, can we get it in print, like physical? Yes, book? there's okay. actually books. Um, I'm almost sold out of chapter ones and chapter one and two. And one of my goals this Thanksgiving weekend is to try to combine those chapters one and two into one book and try to do a few pages of prologue. Mm, give it a little of some extra. Well, there's yeah. a, there's same thing like like doing a webcomic as working working on a show pitch bible or, like, working on a series, they just kind of turned into their own, like, living entities. So there's things that I'm, like, like, I kind of want to go and add a little bit without having to redo my pages. So I'd rather just have an intro. Yeah, you you don't want to do, like, what Stephen King did with, like, The Dark Tower, where all of a sudden go back and rewrite the first book so that the later books make sense. Yeah, (laughs) no, I... mad. I try to... I'm going to try to stick with what I already have set up, but there's, like... Anyway, that's what, another story. What's what, what's like the just for people like if they want to know like because it's not amethyst like what what is like the elevator pitch for Harpy G like what, if you just want to give people like um, what, what basically is okay it? Harpy Harpy is an elf and she's the only person in her world that can't use magic, but um, 
she can, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she can't use magic, but she's still a badass. Okay. She can mm-hmm. still fight and uses her brain. And she's an extrovert where Amethyst would have been more of an introvert type personality. Mm-hmm. But Harpy basically runs off um, and runs to a town to basically, she just wants to start her life. And uh, she ends up saving a town from a dragon and starts getting tied up in a bigger plot. So, That's yeah. Great. But it's, it's I guess, the other, the other thing with her is she's a character that loses something very important to her, which is her magic, but that is not who, like, doesn't make who she is. Yeah. So, That's a really great story, because I think there's not a lot of, or not enough anyway... There's a lot of stories for kids, but I think not a lot of telling them how to deal with like loss or or yeah, or real well, like you know having to really expectations. Over- yeah, having to overcome like, something really traumatic. She's it, again, to, that sounds like an inversion. It is. Of it's a magical girl. Thing. It's yeah. supposed to. She's supposed to be an anti-magical girl, basically. Yeah. Oh, like, that's great. It's the it's the opposite of that story. When so. you when you started out with RPG and like you said you're on like 400 ish pages right now, are you flying by the seat of your pants now, or did you have like a whole Bible plan? No, the I have the. End. It's it's all written, but I <laughs> think it's probably going to be about ten chapters. I'm on chapter four right now. Wow. Um, okay. I actually started drawing those characters way back after I graduated college, mm. and that was something I pitched to Cartoon Network. It was briefly in development there. It was. Almost in development at Disney, and that was kind of weird. And then Warner's was interested in maybe half a second. But when I went in to pitch Amethyst, I brought in the Harpy Bible. And then we didn't necessarily use anything from Harpy, but I showed it as an example of a fantasy world mm. and, like, what potential we could have. Like, how I wanted the stories to come from the characters and the characters interacting. Mm-hmm. So Harpy kind of helped get... I, I feel like it kind of might have helped Amethyst get... Well, you, you, they could see like uh, uh, how it would. It wasn't an abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it wasn't the same thing, you can see like, oh, it's kind of like this. Well, I like yeah, this. Yeah. Cool. So. Do that. <laughs> Done. And, and you have a talent for that. So. Well, yeah, and I mean, and I, I sat on Harpy for a couple years after Amethyst, and uh, some of my friends just kind of like uh, convinced me that it was time to make it into a comic, and mm. I was very. The first six months working on it as a comic was kind of nerve-wracking. And I was backwards engineering the story in the first six months because mm. I didn't like where it was originally. And then mm. I ended up falling in love with my own characters again. <laughs> like, I never thought I was ever going to touch them again. So, That's so great. So, I mean, Harpy coming back as a comic, a lot of that is even owed to Amethyst not happening. So it's kind of kind of weird mm. how life works. Like, you just... Sometimes things just aren't the right timing. You know, maybe maybe there will be more Amethyst in, like, ten years. Who knows? Yeah. Or not. Well, I, but well, the, the, she's, <laughs> she's in the new 52. I, I read that somewhere. Uh, like, yeah, that's a weird thing, too. It's weird, though? Okay, <laughs> what, I don't know. No, no, it's fine. Um, we actually were in development with the shorts way before they were going to put her in the new 52. Yeah. And the, they if you don't know what that is, that's the rebooted DC timeline. But she's not really, because they've rebooted it since then, so I don't think and, she's she's really, no. that version's not in it anymore. Oh, DC. So anyway, oh. that, that she basically when, came back because of the shorts, mm. but for some reason they didn't follow the old comic or the shorts, so it was like its own thing. It focused on her mother. It didn't even focus on her. It was really weird. weird. Hmm. Anyway, so queen of gem world, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It was. I don't. I'm not sure what the the deal was. I mean, the art the art was great, and I, th- I felt to me like they were writing a story. They wanted to write a story about a different superheroine. Okay, it's what it felt like to me. Like maybe it was a pitch for another character, and they just kind of switched the names out or something. That happened. That's how the Watchmen yeah. happened. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it yeah. wasn't like a bad comic. It just didn't feel like Amethyst. Yeah, 
I can see well, that. When, when Amethyst shows up in some future live-action DCEU movie, I hope they could go to you for some um, creative consulting. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They, I'm... Uh, the last... The last year I worked there, they didn't really know what I had worked on for them or what I had done. So I'm not no. sure if they're going to come back to me. They'll probably go after somebody with like a really, I'm sure they'll get somebody good. They'll, they'll probably get somebody who's got like a big name or something. So hmm. it's fine. There's I no shortage of talent out there. Exactly. But, they'll find somebody. But you're among that talent, and we are so grateful to you for joining us. Yeah, and Thank you so much. Our listeners can't see these wonderful doodles that these you've are, been doing during the these show. Are like, these are like great. They're nervous drawings. I just Sometimes I just need to have something in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand completely. Uh, I'm a... I'm a I'm, I collect nervous habits, like like some people collect comics. Like I just he, he lent me one of his once. It was really a really great. Yeah, he bit my own. He bit my fingernails for a while. It was weird. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. Where where can people find you? I mean, obviously heartpg.com, But like, is there anywhere else they should go for your work? Or um, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Uh, the screen name I use for Instagram is uh, Potato Farm Girl. And it's one word. Because? My dad actually raises potatoes. Oh. He's okay. a farmer. Cool. You say raises potatoes. I picture big ones just like wandering yeah. the prairie. Yeah, well, just about. He grows He grows mainly russet potatoes, and oh, those, are, love, those are big. I love russet potatoes. Yeah, he sells to McDonald's, and wow. all the potatoes that are in your soups are from him. Okay. He's Thank one of you. Ma- he's one of many potato farmers. Tell, so, tell, tell your father I, I love I, his work. Yeah. <laughs> I like your show and your family's soup. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, my dad's a potato farmer. So <laughs> that's, that's super cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's my that's my handle on Instagram and Twitter. Although my Twitter is just usually me reposting cats and screaming into the void half the time. So that's so, mostly what Twitter is. Sometimes I'll post drawings on there. Oh, and then Harpy has its own Twitter. Okay. So that way you can follow that and not have to follow my nonsense. Just a, at Harpy G. Yeah. Okay. I grabbed it, and there's also a Harpy G Instagram account too. Great. Okay, well, definitely check that out. And if you haven't seen Amethyst, this is like the... Sometimes we review shows and people are like, how do we track that down? And we're like, we don't know. <laughs> we have connections. We know people like who worked on it or whatever, and they can get us. Like, So like, best you can do. But this is readily available. It's on Amazon uh, Video. Uh, it's There's a weird issue with the search engine where if you put like Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld, it doesn't show up. But if you put Amethyst, it does so just put Amethyst, mm. and it's free for Amazon Prime, and it's like you get through it in like ten minutes, and it's a delight. Well, yeah. the, the problem is it's listed as Amethyst hyphen Princess of Gemworld. If you put in a colon, it well, won't look it up correctly. Yeah, I know. It's I have real, trouble. Oh, yeah. I have trouble searching for it too. It's on YouTube, but those are all bootlegs. So boo. I mean, it's fine. I'm not getting any money from it. Right. Oh, you're not. That's <laughs> surely you're getting like you know. No. 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 Man, no, that that's sucks. not how it works. It's like work for hire. Well, fine. Yeah. Get it however you want, then. But, <laughs> but I get money if you go to my webcomic and don't have uh, the ad blocker on. Yeah, <laughs> just randomly click an ad. You don't even have to buy anything. Or there. if you buy a book, okay. that pays for the books I make. Mm. Cool. So buy, that's always good. Buy several books. Give them to all of your friends. <laughs> Christmas is coming. I mean, you can read the comic online for free, but I still get a little bit of that money, and then I just use it to go buy markers. Well, or and listen, things. you know, they're talking about like overturning, you know, the net neutrality rules and everything like Ooh. that. So yeah, that's you're, scary. You're gonna want. 
to have an actual physical copy of things. Like people, are like, oh my god, you're, this is actually really important because everyone, like, whenever I review, I watch something like for work, I like will tweet about it, and people, are like, oh, what are you streaming that on? I'm like, I'm not. This is a DVD. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we don't use those anymore. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, when you have to start paying to, to use video on your internet, you're gonna wish you had. Yeah, one. I'm kind of glad I didn't get rid of. I've been actually watching more of my DVDs lately, just because I can't find everything on yeah. streaming. Yeah, like the, streaming is really useful if you can find something there but if you can't it's actually like really fickle and very limiting so I always tell people get buy DVD if you love something buy it I'm, I have I'm it. taking care of my my VCR, you yeah. know, just in case. I you have know, a VCR. Never, uh, I have a DVD VCR combo. Yeah. Oh, cool. they, they don't even make burn. those very well anymore. Yeah, I, mine luckily still works, and then I can also use it. It has like a jump drive in it, so that way I can rip. I was able to nice. rip all my student oh, films cool. and high school films. Nice. Oh, nice. that that was smart. Yeah, because I was just like, this is I I want these, even though they're really crude. Actually, speaking of films, I do have one more thing to sort of add. Um, it's not. I think they're going to be online eventually, but I don't know when. But um, one of the silver linings that kind of came out of doing Amethyst, like a lot of the people in the industry don't really know of the shorts, and that's fine. That was just a weird thing to find out because you feel like once you make something, you're like, oh, I did it. Like, mm-hmm. now I can move up. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But um, actually, Nickelodeon let me do a pilot in a short for a different thing that's totally original. Ooh. Okay. So eventually that'll maybe be out someday. I don't know. But it's fantastic. That, and that was a really good experience. They were really great to work with. Well, so. I hope we never have to review it on this podcast. <laughs> I hope it does really, really well. <laughs> and you know what? As, as much as I'd like to have you back. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. I've kind of already gone through like the whole gamut of emotions from this thing and mm-hmm. like there's still days that are like really bad where I'm just like, We were so close, we could have had it all. And then there's some days I'm like, <laughs> but I get to sleep in if I want to. <laughs> I don't have to go to meetings about stuff. I don't have to have a toy company be like, we need to have the girls fight over a boy. And it's like, no. Uh, why can't... That's one of the times where I'm like, why can't they be friends? Yeah. Right? Like just, just platonic. Purely platonic. Well, no, Always it's just a- like, fine, have them fight, but not over a boy. Yeah. That's, that's old. That's... That's Boy, so old. Boys are dumb. Boys suck. <laughs> no, they don't. But, no, they, we, no, but nobody, we do. nobody's, we do. It's nobody's fine. worth fighting over friendship for. It's really it's not, cool. honestly. Like not if you're, cool. if yeah, except for Werner Herzog, I'd like to be friends with him. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd, fight, I'd fight for his friendship. I would let you have his friendship. Okay. <laughs> why, why would I keep you from Werner Herzog? You I, seem I'm, so I'm, neat. I'm looking at you. I wouldn't fight you over Werner. Well, well, you, I'd lose. I have a bad knee. Why can't you guys both be friends? Right? Yeah. Well, because Werner Herzog is very busy. Okay. He, he's, he's very fickle as well. I understand. <laughs> he, he, he asked me to eat my own finger, and I wouldn't do it. So it's, I wouldn't eat my it's own it's finger. It's disgusting. Oblique Jack Reacher reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening cool. to the latest episode of Cancel Too Soon. This has been a blast. Thank you. Thank yeah, you again for joining I hope, us. I hope I wasn't too spazzy. No, you were great. Are you, tar- <laughs> what are you talking are you, about? You, you brought us everything we need to know. You brought us down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, not, not, like you're bringing, not like you're bringing me down. Like You, you kept the energy energy at a good okay. level. You were fantastic. To thank you. O- yeah. Over-caffeinated where we usually are. Uh, it's It's been a real pleasure. So, um, yeah. Are we done? No, no. We got oh, to so say recording. goodbye. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell everyone like sort of the, the business. So we got to remind everyone about our Patreon. 
Patreon account. Oh, yeah, definitely. Give these guys some money. Oh, thank you. Patreon.com slash cancel too soon. We need to, geez, we need to set a new poll up there soon, actually. Yeah, next month is coming up pretty soon. We have not even talked about it because we were so busy with Justice Month of Justice. But, yeah, we'll have a new poll up over Thanksgiving weekend. So you'll be able to vote for something that we'll review in December. We also have the Cancel Too Soon monthly movie, which I'm a bit behind on, but we'll get it out before the end of the month. We're going to be reviewing uh, the miniseries Wild Palms. Oh, will we ever? Oh my! Have you started it yet? Not yet. <laughs> oh golly! That's my that's my Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, you're gonna hate it. I bet I will. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I'm ha- I'm happy to announce I was able to track down something I've been trying to track down for a really long time, and we're gonna do it uh, on our next Cancel Tuesday monthly movie. Okay. Because our next Cancel Tuesday monthly movie is going to be It Happened One Christmas. <laughs> It Happened One Christmas is the TV remake of It's a Wonderful Life starring Marlo Thomas from That Girl in the Jimmy Stewart role and Orson Welles as Mr. Potter. Oh my god. Orson, and this is Orson Welles in like the seventies. O- overweight alcoholic will do anything for a nickel. Yeah, this is Orson Welles like like Casino Royale. Orson Welles oh, like man. oh my god, I didn't I even so... know that existed. No one does. <laughs> wow, I chanced upon it. There was a no, there was a weird reference to it in like one episode of Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and I was like, that's not real. Turns out it's real. It's, it's real. hard to find, but I was able to find a copy. It's in the mail. I am super excited about it. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing that uh, uh, next time. But on the next uh, weekly episode cancel too soon because the monthly movie is only for Patreon subscribers uh, we're going to be it's our last uh, Justice Month of Justice episode mm-hmm. and we're going to be reviewing a DC superhero show that I think a lot of people forgot existed it's the Human Target not that one you know that one <laughs> this one is the Human Target starring Rick Springfield as the Human Target from Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, the producers of the live-action Flash show that we just reviewed and loved so much. <laughs> so uh, we're very excited to give that a gander and see if it was uh, if, if it deserves to be remembered better than it is. Because I'm super, I don't know any of that. Stuff. Yeah, no one, no one does. Like it lasted like seven episodes in like 1993. Oh wow! And then just. <laughs> And then yeah. they brought back Human Target in like around the early two thousands with like Jackie Earl Haley and um, people. My time. People liked it okay, but like it didn't. It lasted like think two seasons and just sort of fizzled out. But this mm-hmm. should be interesting. We like to surprise people because like there's a lot of other DC shows we didn't get to do this one. We didn't do Constantine. Mm. Um, what else didn't we do? There was a whole bunch. We didn't do Green Lantern animated series, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well we, 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 we will get to that one because I we, we had previously done Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah, I like can, we've done that one already. I can but, give yeah. you kind of a cool segue Green Lantern thing that kind of connects um, the the actor who voices Razor in Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. I he he did a voice for my Nickelodeon short. Oh, cool! All right, that's great. Yeah. So if you love Green Lantern the animated series, you're gonna have to check out yeah. Andrew Hart's new. There, uh, there, that's the can, connection. Can, there you go. Can, you can, I'm sure you can give us no details. Of, Not yet. Of the Nickelodeon I can't. Show, I can't but, uh, tell you. It's but, a surprise. But if you look up on IMDb who the voice artist for Razor is. I think people can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Give you that little breadcrumb. Yeah, it's it's pretty... I don't know. For me, it's like, oh, that's really obvious. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. He was great. He was really good. That's cool. He's a very nice person. That's always it's always right there. And you were a really nice person, and thank you again for joining yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Today I am. No. Oh, God. <laughs> you haven't seen it before the coffee. Now she knows where I live. No, no. Run, no, run, no, Sergio, no. run. I have, to, I have to, like, drive over the top of, like, a building and... Like around a tree six times and like 
I know, that's what it felt like my, my stupid phone was telling me to do. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so sorry. No, no, it's yeah. not your fault. It's just, it's just like night in Santa Monica, and also my phone's like, I want you to go over on Sepulveda. And I'm like, why? Yeah. The, phone, the phone wants you to pick up a coffee for it, I guess. I guess. I'm like, no. What are you doing? You're mad phone. You're mad. Um, but anyway, seriously, thank you again so much. Check out all of her work. Watch Amethyst, Princess of Gem World. We'll be back next week with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, am I forgetting anything, Winnie? Uh, no. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's a wrap, folks. We'll see you next season. Thank you. Thank you.